Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Bienvenidos a Soy Violento Summer Cover Podcast. Yo soy Dee. Y yo soy Ali. Y hoy hablaremos de un caso que pasó en Colombia. Domestic violence, also known as intimate partner violence, consists of emotional, physical, sexual, and verbal abuse. This includes intimidation, receiving threats, or any other form of behavior that a person utilizes to take control of another. There is a cycle of violence that occurs in these relationships that keeps the victim from leaving. It starts with tension building, then the abuser reacts and utilizes violence towards the victim. Then the honeymoon phase occurs. This is where the abuser apologizes or acts as if nothing occurred. At times, they promise that they will never react that way again, that it was a one-time thing. It is a cycle because the behavior does not change. The couple can be in the honeymoon phase for a week, and then tension starts to build up again, and the cycle continues. Unfortunately, Vivian Paola Urego was a victim of this abuse. This is her story. En el momento en que yo entro a la, a la clínica y mi papá sabe, <ríe> mi reacción fue destruir la sala de espera, la destruí por completo, no, no supe cómo más reaccionar. No me sentía con ánimo de nada, totalmente destruido, culpable. Advertencia, la información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning, the information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape and violence. Listen with caution. Este 
Esas eran las voces del señor Álvaro Urrego y Angélica Urrego, papá y hermana de Vivian Urrego. En sus voces pueden escuchar el dolor que esta familia está pasando. Vivian Paola Urrego era una mujer de 28 años que vivía con sus papás Álvaro y Rocío Pulido y su hermana menor Angélica. Vivian era una arquitecta con muchos sueños por delante. Todo parecía ir bien con Vivi, como le decía su familia, pero como cualquier persona, ella tenía las ganas de conocer a alguien y enamorarse, algo que debería de ser bonito y hacer feliz a alguien. De acuerdo con el noticiero Séptimo Día, Vivian y Javier Giovanni Ceballos, lo vamos a llamar por Giovanni, porque era conocido más por su segundo nombre. Se conocieron mientras estaban estudiando en el bachillerato. Um, based on the dates like, that the family gave, like on different events, it is calculated that maybe this was around 1998 or mm -hmm. 1999. Got it. Pero que nunca anduvieron. Okay. Nada más se, se conocían. Yeah. They were mingling. Huh? They were mingling. Yeah, like, you know, they had similar friends. They just like, saw each other, but that was it. There That's was better. never a relationship. Got it. Vivian y Giovanni se encuentran por Facebook nueve años después. Oh, wow. Yeah. Él ya no vivía en Colombia. Okay. Él se había mudado a Costa Rica. He was actually a mechanical engineer. Oh, nice. Okay. So he appeared to be very hardworking and a good, a good person. Okay. Los papás de Vivian dijeron que ella pasaba mucho tiempo en la internet. Mm -hmm. A lot. She oh. was constantly talking to him. Oh, okay. Through Facebook, through messages. Okay. The dad said that he would sometimes get home late and Vivian was up late, just talking to Giovanni. She seemed happy. Okay. Se miraba ilusionada con él y bien interesada en Giovanni. She just seemed interested. She seemed... Dad said that she just seemed to be In love, like she yeah. was, yeah, estaba, ilus estaba ilusionada. It was like puppy love. They were, they were getting, reconnecting and like kind of. Yeah, yeah. and she was looking for Little a relationship partner. and okay. he seemed to be. That partner. The, yeah, the perfect person for her. En la entrevista con Séptimo Día, la familia reportó que después de ocho meses de estar hablando por internet, Vivian decide ir a visitar a Giovanni okay. a Costa Rica el 11 de mayo del 2008. Se queda con él por 11 días. Okay? She comes back home mm -hmm. with unexpected news. News that the family wasn't, they weren't expecting this. She says that she's gonna go move to Costa Rica to be with Giovanni. Oh, wow. Que tenían el plan de casarse. Oh. Ella iba a dejar todo su trabajo, su, fam su familia, sus amigos por él. Oh, shit. To make okay. that move over there. Porque Giovanni era el amor de su vida. Mm. Her family was shocked. Of course. They could not understand how this can happen. For them, it was like, you can't know someone for eight months and leave. Yeah. It can happen. I mean, there's relationships you probably, you probably heard of, like, They know each other. They date for a couple of months, and then they end up getting married, and yeah. they end up being together for years, years. and it yeah. works out. But this was out of her character. Okay. 
Aparentemente, ellos se casan el 18 de julio del 2009 y se movieron a Parrita, Costa Rica. En los tres años que estuvieron casados, Giovanni maltrató a Vivian físicamente y verbalmente. Oh, no. Ya. En la misma entrevista, una de las amigas de Vivian dijo que Vivi le había confesado que Giovanni la hacía sentir, sentirse menos. He would oh. really put her down. Okay. He would say things like, like negative comments about her, que tenía un feo cuerpo. That's sad. Yeah. Que él no entendía cómo él podía estar con ella. I mean, you married her. Yeah. Like, you knew what you were getting into. Like, what the fuck? Oh, I hate it. Yeah, and like, la avergonzaba estar con ella. Like, he was ashamed of calling him, of calling her his wife. What the fuck? He was really putting her down. Then why the fuck marry somebody? I hate it. Characteristics of an abuser. Of course. Unfortunately. He was emotionally abusive and controlling of Vivian. She was stuck in an abusive relationship, and she didn't know what to do. Because a part of her loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this abuse increased. Vivian tenía muy poco acceso a su familia. Él le tenía límites. Oh, no. Yeah. Cuando Giovanni se iba al trabajo, so she was a stay-home, mm-hmm. a stay-home partner. Yeah. yeah. Stay-home wife. So when he would leave to work, él le desconectaba la internet. All electronics. He would somehow turn them off. Su, su familia se dio cuenta que en su Facebook, you know when you create a Facebook account, it has your email. You have yeah. to put in your email. It was his email oh, connected wow. to her Facebook. Mm. Yeah. So you know how you can put like on the settings too. Whenever you get a message on Facebook, it goes to your email. Yeah. So anything that was being sent to her he on Facebook, it. he would get it. Oh, no. Yeah. Fuck that. Fucking create a fake pa- Facebook. Fuck that. Sorry. Can you imagine the family was, I mean, yeah. imagine worried about like sending a message and then him seeing it and him like reacting to reacting it. Reacting to it and especially the way that he's putting like, on her. towards her. Yeah. Like he, he would probably like pin a whole bunch of stuff against her for no reason. That's stupid. Ella tenía que viajar aproximadamente 30 minutos okay. to the closest, to the closest cafe internet. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Para poder conectarse con su familia. But even then, he continued to limit her. Porque él le che- He would check, like, le medía los kilómetros que manejaba. Oh, fuck. Y cuánto gas gastaba. Oh, no. He was that controlling. Oh, that's... Yeah. I hate that. It's like you're, you're... It's almost like... Because I don't even do this to my own dogs, but, like... You know how, like, some there's people that, like, put, like, a leash on their dog? Where, like, it's only a certain amount of feet that they can go? Mm. So it's, like, it almost feels that way. Like, she feels trapped and isolated feels trapped. from the world. Yeah. yeah. She couldn't do anything without him knowing. Yeah. En la entrevista con Séptimo Día, Álvaro, el papá de, de Vivian, dijo que ella le mandaba correos electrónicos donde le decía lo que Giovanni le estaba haciendo. Al parecer, ella no estaba contenta, pero no sabía qué hacer. Okay. Porque lo quería y le tenía miedo. 
Yeah. Y pues su familia estaba lejos. Yeah. The National Domestic Violence Hotline utilizes the power and control wheel to describe abuse in relationships. This wheel helps people see what a person does to keep a partner in an abusive relationship. We will like upload the image mm -hmm. or attach it on our Instagram post so you guys can see, have a visual representation, representation of it, of it. Yeah. but I'll summarize it. These are the strategies that an abuser utilizes. Intimidation. They either like start throwing, breaking, or destroying the victim's belongings to make them feel scared. Okay. Emotional abuse. They humiliate the victim, say negative comments about the victim's abilities, put them down. They're reducing their self-esteem. Okay. They isolate them. They start controlling their whereabouts, what they do, where they go, who they talk to. They utilize their children as a way to keep the, their partner in the relationship. They minimize the issue. They deny that it happened or they blame the victim for having the abuser react the way they did. They also use male privilege. They use economic abuse. So saying like they stop them from getting a job. So the abuser stops the victim from getting a job. They have the victim depend On the, on the abuser. On the yeah. They also start making threats. If you leave me, I'll kill myself. If you leave me, I'm hurting this family so, member. Yeah. Or I'm hurting you. Yeah. And they use physical and sexual violence. So these are strategies that an abuser uses to keep their partner in the relationship. Okay. Looking at it through this case, Giovanni utilized all these strategies. Okay. If you can, like, see, like, everything, intimidation, the abuse, like, emotional, the physical abuse, the minimizing things, the blaming her, he did all of this. He fits every... Every box. Everything, this, yeah. This Después que él la maltrataba, él le pedía perdón. Wow. He would be like, I'm sorry. I'm never gonna do this. This is where the whole, you know, the minimizing the issue, denying it happened, and blaming her. Like, he would be like, oh, I'm sorry. He'll cry. Le rogaba. Perdóname. Ya no lo voy a hacer. Le compraba cosas. La sacaba a cenar. Anything just to make her... Forgive him. Yeah. To forgive But it him. also makes sense because it's like, he could probably be like, oh, I'm sorry that I did this, but you did this. And this is what caused it. Oh, yeah. He would also do that. So oh. there was this part of him, like, he would be like, I'm sorry, like, please forgive me. I'll do anything for you. And then there was other days where he would be like, Bueno, yo acta así por tu culpa. So si tú te hubieras portado bien, yeah. I wouldn't react this way. Yeah. So It's... this is where the blaming the victim yeah. kicks in. Ella tenía, al punto donde ella, she would believe him. Oh. Like, she would be like, you know what, maybe he's right. Maybe it is my fault. Wow. Yeah. Ella tenía controlada. Yeah. Manejada. He was, era un manipulador total. Like, yeah. Everything. He fits every, every box. Una amiga de Vivian contó que cuando Giovanni se enojaba, a veces los iban en el carro and he would drive, like, really fast. Una alta velocidad. Manejaba hasta lo más alto de una carretera. Oh, wow. Y at the tip, He would say, la amenazaba. 
que se iban a matar. What? Pero nunca lo hacía. This didn't happen once nor twice. It happened a lot. Él hacía esto para intimidarla. I mean, yeah, he's using, like, fear tactic. Exactly. That's where the fear comes in, yeah? Para meterle miedo. Yeah. Como decirle, this is what I'm capable of. Yeah. So if you don't listen to me, esto es lo que te voy a hacer. Yeah, like, if you don't listen to me, I'm going to drive off of this thing. Yeah. So you guys can see, as I'm describing everything, he fits a lot of these boxes. Yeah. But like a typical abuser, he won't yeah. do it. To just gain control and power. Yeah. Rocío, la mamá de Vivian, mencionó que el 14 de noviembre del 2009, la pareja se mueve a México por cuestiones del trabajo de Giovanni. Vivian actually starts to work. Oh. Yeah, she starts working in a college. Okay. And she begins to participate in projects as an architect. Because remember, she was an architect. Yeah. She's happy. She's finally doing something for herself. Yeah. Giovanni wasn't happy. He didn't like this. This is where the male privilege box checks in. Because for him, it's like, she's no longer depending on me. Yeah. So he would get upset. And he would take it out on her. Okay. Un año después... Vivian y Giovanni, una amiga dice que Vivian le contó que estaban acostados y cuando él la abraza, Vivian le dice a Giovanni, ya estoy cansada, estoy harta de, estoy harta de esto. Just kill me. Ya, prefiero morir. Prefería morir ella. Wow. Yeah. So much abuse. Yeah. That she was like, I'm done with just this. end it. Oh, wow. He, the monster that he is, se aprovecha de lo que ella le dice y la agarra del cuello. No la mata, pero la agarra tan fuerte que Vivian fue al hospital y le tuvieron que poner un, uh, a neck brace. Oh, wow. Yeah, una, en español es un, un collarín. Yeah. They had to put a neck brace on her because of how hard he was like choking her. her. Yeah, how? Fue tanto la fuerza que ella tuvo que usar eso. Holy shit. I know. I wonder what, like, I what know. was her excuse to be like, oh, what happened to her? Like, I mean, that could have been your chance. Well, like, when she went to, like, the doctor, like, yeah. when they asked her about yeah. it. Didn't mention it. They didn't mention that. I mean, yeah, like, for me, like, because I'm, I'm looking at it as an outsider, but, like, that was, like, pretty much her moment of, like, you know, I'm being abused, but, you know. You can only say so much as an outsider. Yeah. When you're in a relationship like that, I can't imagine what a person goes through. Mm-hmm. It's the, that fear. The inability of, yeah. of having strength to, like, get out of it. Yeah, it's that fear. Like, they find a way to manipulate you. Yeah, thinking that there's no way out. Yeah. They move back to Costa Rica, and the abuse continues. Pero el 7 de enero del 2012, Vivian decide... She decides to file for di- for a divorce. Wow. She starts putting in the paperwork because she's tired of this. She just can't continue. But that's a lot of strength, too, to it actually is. take the step to be like, I'm getting a divorce. Yeah. And her family uh, found a way to help her out throughout, through all of this. In the interview, family and friends say that Vivian actually agreed to spend the night with Giovanni. But that she tells them that she didn't want to have sexual intercourse. 
He somehow manipulates her. They have sex. And Vivian termina embarazada. No. Yeah. Here's another checkbox. Utilizing children. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Another way to keep her yeah. in the relationship. Obviously, she didn't file for, for divorce. Or divorce. Oh. Yeah. Se pueden imaginar qué tan manipulador incontrolador era Giovanni para que Vivian cayera. Yeah. Like, she was probably like, no, I have to be with him because now, like, we have a child. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, the, <clears throat> sorry, the fear that she felt. Yeah. Or he, like, forced her to yeah. have sex with him. We yeah. don't know what it was. Yeah. But I can't imagine what she was feeling. Of course. It's like, I mean, you were, you kind of already found your way out and then this happened. I know. But it's horrible. And also to feel the inability to be like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm just going to be a single parent. Like, I'll do it on my own. It's like, no, like, now I have to be, like, he has to be part of my child's life. And, like, continue the cycle of abuse. And it sucks. Yeah. He found a way to mold her. Yeah. To a point where she felt that she needed to stay with him. Exactly. Which, and that's I mean, scary. Yeah. That's scary that a person can do that. Yeah. The, the power of, of, yeah. of the abuser and, and the belittle of, of, the, of the victim's mind. Yeah. Ella esperaba que Giovanni cambiara. Yeah. But it didn't happen. Of course. Él seguía amenazándola. En una, ocasión, en una ocasión le pegó en el estómago. So she could have lost the baby. Ella temía que al nacer su hija, él siguiera, uh-huh. él hiciera algo a la niña. Yeah. Cuando Sofía, le llaman Sofía a la niña, uh-huh. uh, cuando ella tenía ocho meses de edad, Vivian decidió escaparse. Decide regresarse a Colombia con su familia. Yeah. Esto fue en febrero del 2012. Okay. Es triste, like, in the interview, enseñan fotos de Vivian antes de irse a Costa Rica mm-hmm. y después de que regresó con su familia en el 2012. Mm-hmm. It was a... Completely a complete, She looked so skinny, tired. Like, her face, it, it just looked... It drained. She looked drained. Wow. Su mamá dijo que era espantoso ver a su hija, like, how much weight she had lost. Yeah. Que una talla cero de pantalones le quedaba grande. Oh, wow. Cuando Giovanni se dio cuenta que Vivian y Sofía se habían ido, él empezó a mandarle correos electrónicos y le llamaba frecuentemente. Pero ellos no contestaban, Vivian no contestaba las llamadas. Mm-hmm. Her family feared that he would find them and that they, he would come and take Vivian and Sofía away from them. Hasta el punto donde Álvaro, el papá, puso fotos de Giovanni alrededor alrededor del apartamento donde vivían. Oh. So in case if neighbors saw him, mm-hmm. that they would let them know like, hey, he's here. Yeah. Basically hide. Yeah, like watch out for this person. Basically. Yeah. yeah. El 24 de marzo del 2012, Álvaro iba uh, al, a su trabajo. So mm-hmm. he gets out of the apartment and he actually sees Giovanni like around the apartment looking into windows. Trying to find them. Oh, crap. Okay. Él habla con Álvaro. Álvaro habla con Giovanni. Y Álvaro logra que Giovanni se vaya. En esta misma entrevista con Séptimo Día, Álvaro dice que la familia 
they actually decided that they were going to move. Okay. They were packing, packing oh. things. Like, they were they were moving. They, they were, were like, ready to go. Yeah, we need to get out of here. He already found us. We need to move because we don't want him to do anything to Vivian and Sophia. Okay. Somehow, Giovanni found out that they were moving, and he confronts them and stops them from moving. I wonder how he did it, though. In the interview, Alvaro said that he believed someone snitched. Okay. And that they informed Yeah, that Giovanni he got, like, information this. about them moving. Okay. Yeah. Rocio dijo que Vivian se miraba bien nerviosa, like she was shaking, and that she was saying, me va a matar. Yeah. That's how fearful she was. Yeah, because she's like, she feels like, you know, she can't even go out of her house. Oh, yeah. The family felt like they couldn't leave the house. Like, they, they said like that a- they had a dog, that they would want to walk them around, the, like, the street, and that they felt scared of even walking their own dog, because they didn't yeah. know... Que tal si aparece ahorita. Yeah. Like, so, so basically they felt like prisoners in their own home. Exactly. Okay. Vivian decide que lo mejor para parar todo esto, it's let's meet with Giovanni. Let him see Sofia. It's been a month that he hasn't seen his daughter. Okay. So maybe if we let him see her, he'll... He'll leave them alone. Okay. Yeah, he'll leave them alone. Entonces, Álvaro le llama a Giovanni y le da los datos. Le dice, ok, nos vamos a ver aquí en este lugar a esta hora, pero vamos a ir todos. We're not going to leave her alone. Pórtate bien. Don't do anything. You know, we're going to be there. Yeah. Kind of like a, like, a, like a public place and like make it seem like... Exactly. You know, to, referring that she's not alone. You can't kidnap them. We're going to be there with them. Yeah. Okay. They choose the most public place. Okay. Because they felt if we meet in a public place, he won't do anything stupid. Okay. De acuerdo a la, en la entrevista con testigo directo, la familia se iba a ver con Giovanni en el centro comercial Grande Estación en Bogotá el 31 de marzo del 2012. So they were going to meet at a mall. <laughs> the most public area. Public area, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviamente. Rocío y Álvaro no dejaron a Vivian y a, a Vivian y a Sofía solas. Llegan al centro y Álvaro dice que Giovanni llegó tarde. Okay. Y que cuando lo, cuando él llega, Álvaro le pregunta, ¿por qué duraste duraste tanto? And he quotes, yo estaba aquí en el centro comercial haciendo un reconocimiento. Okay. He was getting a feel. Yeah. Of the mall. Okay. Which is weird. Yeah, definitely. Right? He was there, but she, so was... why not meet with them yeah. right away? Okay. That's strange. Yeah. Giovanni gets there, um, llega con su familia, con su mamá. Okay. So llega Giovanni con su mamá y su hijo de 10 años, que tuvo con una previa pareja. Okay. En una mesa, they're at the food court. Okay. They go to the food court, they meet there. Se sientan en la mesa Giovanni, Vivian... Los papás de Vivian y la niña Sofía. Uh-huh. So they're all sitting in the same table. And Giovanni saca un anillo. Mm-hmm. Y le dice a Vivian, me quiero casar contigo. I'm sorry for everything I did. I'm never going to do that again. Here comes the controlling manipulative manipulation. Le pide perdón a los papás de Vivian. Dice, yo me quiero casar con ella. Mm-hmm. She says no. God. I know. But this 
infuriates him. Exactly. She says, no, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm done. It was too much. So they start talking. Um, Vivian and Giovanni, they start talking. So the parents are like, okay, let's give them their, their space. Their space. They're talking about more private things. We'll sit on the table next, next to them. Con, con Sofía, con, la, con su nieta. Entonces, Álvaro en, la, en el reporte dice que llevan ya mucho tiempo hablando. Y él dice, okay, that's it. Let's leave. You guys aren't going to get anywhere with sitting for one, one day. You're not going to figure it out. Let's go already. Ya, ya es tarde. Mm -hmm. Cuando Álvaro se para y se va, va caminando, él escucha a Rocío gritar a la mamá, a su esposa. Yeah. Diciendo, no le pegues. So, cuando Álvaro voltea, él mira que Giovanni como que le está, está como dando puños uh -huh. a, a Vivian. Okay. Él corre hacia Giovanni y lo tira al piso. Okay. Cuando él lo tira al piso, el papá se da cuenta que él no le estaba pegando a Vivian. La estaba apuñalando. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was stabbing her. So, like, the, right in the face? So, the dad only sees his daughter on the floor, a lot of blood. Okay. So, the dad's all like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah so he, on the floor, lo tiene agarrado con, remember, it's at a food court. Uh -huh. There's tons of people there's a video like you guys can see in the video it's a little blurry it's black and white yeah. it's very chaotic there's a lot of people witnessing this yeah so through all the chaos all the adrenaline uh -huh. they see Alvaro on top of Giovanni so they suspect Alvaro is the one hurting them <gasps> no that he's the one who started whatever whatever's yeah. going on they hadn't seen Vivian on the floor. Yeah. So, se le echan encima a Álvaro, la gente. Oh, no. You can see on the video, they start uh -huh. kicking him. They start hitting him. No. So, through all of that, Álvaro suelta a Giovanni. Uh -huh. Y Giovanni corre y se le va encima a Vivian. Oh, no. And he continues to stab her. Oh, my God. Yeah. The dad, I can't imagine what he was going through in this moment. He starts telling, like, the people yelling, like, look what he's doing. Stop. Like, he's hurting, hurting my daughter. My daughter. Yeah. So people notice, and they let him go. Entonces, Álvaro se le va otra vez encima a Giovanni. Y Álvaro dice que he wanted to kill him. Yeah, of course. He's all like, you hurt my daughter. It's like, I wasn't thinking about anything. I just wanted to. Yeah, just wanted to kill him. Yeah. In this interview, the Alvaro, the dad, highlights, because he's giving the interview to like the news reporter, and he highlights a specific part in the video. Okay. He says que en el video, and you can actually see in the video, la mamá de Giovanni, mm -hmm. se mira como que, she's like looking, like around the floor, like she's looking for something, and she gets the knife. She picks it up. Yeah. Y se lo trata de esconder. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Pero alguien la mira. Uh -huh. Y se ve en el video como que saca algo de su bolsa. So, Álvaro mm -hmm. thinks that she was trying to offer money to, to this person. silence that person. Yeah. Wow. But, I mean, there's video. Yeah, there's proof of it. There's proof of it, yeah. of what happened. Llega la, um, la policía. Oh, and I forgot. Um, when Álvaro is on top of Giovanni... 
él escucha que su hija le grita, le dice, déjalo, no lo lastimes, estoy bien. Okay. Those are the last words he heard mm. from his daughter. He's all like, let him go, like, I'm okay, don't, don't hurt him. Okay. Llega okay. la policía y se llevan a Giovanni. La ambulancia no llegó. Entonces trasladaron a Vivian en la patrulla de la policía. Wow. Yeah. Se reporta que fue difícil sacar a Vivian del centro. Angélica, la hermana menor de Vivian, dijo lo siguiente. El centro comercial, quote, el centro comercial no tiene adecuados sus instalaciones para una evacuación en un caso de emergencia como este. Según el video de seguridad, no podían meter la camilla en el ascensor. La iban a bajar por las escaleras. Wow. That's crazy. It so, is. So, like, she literally... Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I can't. Yeah. Like, just picturing, like, it's... First of all, it's already chaos. And then you're trying to evacuate and try to take this person to the hospital to save their life. Mm -hmm. And there is no way you can take them through the elevator. You can't take them... You have to take them through the stairs... The, the whole building itself isn't prepared for such uh, damage control. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. la ambulancia no llega. Yeah. So it's like so, so much. It's all adding up. Yeah. Wow. Vivian se desangró y murió tras recibir 28 apuñaladas. 28? Yeah. ¿Y todos eran en la, en la cara? Unas eran en su estómago. Una, mi Si me acuerdo, muchas en las manos, like en los brazos, donde yeah, ella trató de... Defend to defend herself. Y así en el... Like on her... On her chest. On her chest. Yeah, they were just... Like all in the upper area. Yeah. Wow. Shit. 28. 28. That was anger. Exactly. That was, that was pure anger. Yeah. A Giovanni se le ha suspendido la patria potestad de Sofía. Por okay. 15 años. 15 years? Still unfair. I feel like it should be more. Se le dio 45 años de cárcel, mm -hmm. pero por no tener antecedentes, se lo bajaron a 40. Yeah. En otra entrevista con testigo directo, la señora Rocío dice que Sofía habla mucho de la muerte. The little girl. She witnessed the whole thing. She was eight months. Wow. And in the video, you can see her. You can see that she was in the middle of all of this. Wait, so she's her stroller. So it's like, eight months. Yeah. These are like kind of like the core memories that like define who the child is and their, their personality and stuff. So I can only imagine the, the horrifying scene that she had to go through by witnessing her father killing her mother and then having her grandfather being attacked by other people and then seeing other people like getting involved in the whole yeah. thing i yeah that's it's, a, it's very this scene was very chaotic yeah she was eight months old in the video you can see her stroller wow. was okay. in the middle of all of this Okay. So her stroller's in the middle. Her mom's body is laying on one side, and on the other side is her dad 
being pinned down by her grandfather. Wow. She was in the middle of all of this. Wow. Rocio, la abuela, ha dicho que Sofía... This is what Sofía has stated. Yo no sé qué le pasó a Vivi, pero a mí me parece que la mataron. This is a little girl talking. Yeah. Y ella está en el cielo cuidándome, pero a mí me parece que la mataron. Oh. Yeah. She knows something. Yeah. De acuerdo al abuelo también, ella le ha preguntado a él, a mi mamá, a Vivi, la mató un señor. Okay, so she doesn't recognize that it's her father. Yeah. Wow. That's what she stated, but she's like, something happened. Yeah. And the, the tía Angélica dijo que en una ocasión iban manejando y pasaron por el centro comercial. Mm -hmm. Y que Sofía apuntó y dijo, Vivi. Hmm. So she's aware. She's aware that something happened. Something happened to her mother. And they killed her basically because she she says that <clears throat> sorry that she passed away. Yeah, dice, she, alguien la mató. Yeah, un hombre. Wow. How are you gonna explain to your granddaughter that her own father killed like her mother? Her mother, yeah. And everything that her mother had gone through, and everything exactly. they went and everything they went through before even the incident happened. Mm -hmm. It's so much to take in as an adult. I can't imagine how much it is for a child of, of her age, especially at that old, at that age was eight months. But, yeah. I wonder what she actually remembers that, you know, she was so little. Yeah. You know, and typically we don't remember yeah. much from like four years and below. Yeah. But when you go through something so traumatic, yeah. we don't know how, it can, you know, it can actually affect, <clears throat> affect someone that much, exactly. especially a child. Yeah, because, it, it, I mean, I know it's, there's certain kids that can remember things that happened when they were that young. Mm -hmm. It's usually very traumatic events. So for her, this is like basically a core memory, not a good memory, but a core memory of, of an incident that she witnessed as a child. It might be different or it might be like a little bit distorted and stuff, mm -hmm. but it's still a core memory. Um, and that impacts the rest of her life in the way that yeah. she... Um, she, she continues her life. Uh, yeah. She, she was eight older. months, so we don't know what she... Yeah. Maybe she heard something. Maybe people, you know, family hablando, estaban hablando y escuchó algo. And or, kids are smart. They listen. Yeah. Even though when you don't think they're paying attention. They're paying attention. They're paying yeah. attention. Also, like, I mean, now that, you know, social media exists and um, you could watch anything and everything online. YouTube, maybe she could. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Like, she, she literally, she has access to all of the information yeah um even as a young age um because like kids nowadays you literally they know how to fucking maneuver no, an iPad, anything and a, everything an iphone everything yeah from, like a kid ordered like a whole bunch of stuff from amazon oh i've seen that yeah yeah so it's uh -huh. like come on like kids can remember and do anything they're smarter now than they they've ever been yeah with all the technology they have angelica describió giovanni como un egocéntrico Egoísta, manipulador, asesino, psicópata, sin escrúpulos, sin pudor. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, she nailed it. It's, that's exactly who he was. Yeah. And much more. Yeah, a narcissist as well. Yeah. It's insane. Giovanni iba con un plan. Mm -hmm. He took a ring and a knife. If she says yes, she gets the ring. 
obviously he was going to continue with his abuse. Yeah. If she says no, well, la mato. Yeah. Iba con un plan. Yeah. He already, he had he had made up his mind before even going to, to, to meet them. Yeah. Oops, yeah. Tragic. Por sus celos, venganza, por no poder soportar que ya no podría controlar más a su esposa, decidió matarla y dejar a su hija Sofía sin una madre. Yeah, y ahora sin un padre también. Y ahora sin un padre. Wow. But she has two loving grandparents yeah. and a loving aunt yeah. who will be there to support her. Thank God she has them. Yeah. We wish she would have had her mom too. Of course, because like I'm pretty sure that you know she would do anything for her daughter. Yeah. And um, sadly, that was taken away from her way too soon. Yeah. She was only eight months when when she passed away, so she didn't get to witness her daughter's first like first everything. Nothing. So, yeah, that's that's really heartbreaking. Yeah, Vivian was a, a young you know she was young she was thirty three years old wow. when she was killed. Wow. Yeah. She was really young. Yeah. And I can only imagine everything she went through in in the the few years that she was married to for three years all yeah. the trauma. All the abuse she went through with this monster. Yeah, psychopath. Yeah. Wow. Este fue el caso de Vivian Paola Urrego. Quiero que la gente, las mujeres, entendamos que uno no debe ser tolerante con este maltrato. O sea, uno... Así el mundo te da la espalda, tú saca fuerza... Como me lo enseñó mi hermana. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Did they ever say anything about the grandmother then? No. No? Uh-uh. That's where she needs to go to jail too. I mean, she was... Something needs to... Like... Something... Ha- she was doing something. Yeah, something shaky yeah. for sure. Maybe they'll... They'll say something. Maybe they'll say something, but Definitely. there was nothing... No reports... Not, no information out there of like what she was doing. Okay. But it's just that video. I you can't. They don't have like the full video. Yeah. Of course. They show parts, parts of, of it, it, like fragments of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And it was just so. It was so much going on. I can only imagine. Like if it it, it literally sounds like chaos. Yeah. And imagine. Remember, it's a food court. There was yeah. a lot of people there. Yeah. He. It shows how, like you were saying, how narcissistic. Like, he wanted to show people, I control her. Yeah. So I'm going to murder her in a place where there's, like, hundreds of people. Yeah. So that they could see what I'm capable of doing. Especially, like, the way that it made it seem. It's like, okay, you want to meet in a public place? Okay, you want to meet there? Me. And that's not going to stop me. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever I want, and I'm going to have my way. Uh, whether it's marrying her and taking her away again. Or killing her and, yeah. like, you know, taking her life away. Yeah. Because, you know, he felt like he had a possession over her and he had control over her. And that was the only way he um, satisfied that grieving, I guess. Y Álvaro, el papá, se siente culpable. Of course. Yeah, because they agreed to meet with him. Yeah. But he's he's a father. Yeah. He's a father thinking as a father. And um, he had just a tiny bit of compassion for somebody who might have wanted to see his daughter 
Hoping and, this would stop him from yeah. doing anything. And I, I mostly I feel like he, he he felt like he needed to put himself in his shoes of uh, you know, missing his daughter. And um and and sadly that was a mistake, but also I feel like he can't be blaming himself for something that um he did out of pure uh love. Yeah, he um, couldn't control this person. Yeah. It was uh, out of his control, unfortunately. Definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, this was this week's case. Um, definitely, uh, uh, had a lot of twists and turns. Um, I really wasn't expecting, um, the, that, that, um, that scene. Just picturing it itself, it's, um, it was really hard. But, um, let us know what you guys think about this case. Um, we'd like to hear your opinions on, um, what do you think? Um, did you think that he deserved a higher sentence? Um, even though he wasn't, you know, criminally um, charged with anything? That he didn't have any prior... Prior convictions? Yeah. Um, or, you know, if, if, if you think the mother would have... Um, should have been charged? Uh, pretty much anything. On Spotify, we will have um, a Q&A where you can ask us questions. And um, we could answer back. Um, we'll also try to see if we can pull a poll up there, um, and you guys could, you know, answer a multiple choice question on it. Um, we just want to get your opinions and your thoughts on, on this case. And, uh, yeah, we have our social media also open. If you want to leave us any comments, any direct messages, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at SVSM underscore podcast, or on Facebook as so if you let us on podcast, and um, yeah, we, we want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, also, as a quick reminder, um, rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Um, it really helps us rank a little bit higher um, and it gets us new listeners. And, you know, that would be great uh, to, you know, support um, fellow Latinas and um, get our stories out there as well. So um, that would be great if you guys can do that. Um, it'll help us a lot. And uh, yeah, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky.